Okay, so first of all, welcome to a non-pod, and secondly, I was chastised because <laughs> in one episode I said that, hey, I believe we started with music. And then Stephanie has to bring up the fact, hey, there was no music. And I said, hey, I was going to address it. And then she took tone. I did not have tone. She took tone. There was no tone. All right. So the reason why there's no music is is because our producer has been busy doing cool stuff like flying airplanes. No. Yeah. Well, so. I can't get mad at that. No, you can't. And you know what else you can't get mad at? What? We have a special guest today. I know. I am so excited. For those of you who have been regular listeners, you've heard me talk about my son, Justin. Say hi to the interweb, Justin. Hello, good people of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, at any rate, we don't have music. I lied. I said I thought we would. I couldn't figure out how to do it myself because, well, I'm just not that smart. So... I'm still trying to figure out if we're ever going to have like a jazzy, like synchronized opening or if we're just going to air grievances. <laughs> I, I didn't realize this was now the Festivus podcast. This, this, this indeed is the annual airing of grievances, but we do it weekly. That way I can keep my list up to date. Right. It's so, always good to have a, a grieve ready to go. Absolutely. So first of all. Fun stuff to talk about. How was your week last week? <laughs> it was very good. We were in Hawaii. How was your week? The Stephanie family is rich. <laughs> we are not rich. That trip was brought to you by hotel points and flight points. <laughs> Frequent flyer miles. That's right. So what would you guys do? Did you do anything fun? See anything fun? Um, we went to Pearl Harbor, which was very moving. I got to see the oil dripping, which you all... I mean, I've always heard about that. I didn't know if that was... Like, for real. But it really is, and it's kind of freaks you out. Um, well, especially when you think, how many years? 80? Almost 80. It'll yeah. be 80 in December. Yeah. Um, we also went to, and I can't say these names right, Hanuma Bay, and went snorkeling. Oh, you probably offended everybody because you didn't say it properly. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. There's lots of vowels involved in Hawaiian words. And we had fun there. Um, we went to a place called Electric Beach. That's by a power plant. So when you get in, you immediately get electrocuted. No, that no. sounds awesome. <laughs> the water's warm there, so there's a lot of marine life that comes up, like sea turtles. So we got to see sea turtles. And I had a bit of an incident um, one day, so I missed out on some swimming with the sea turtles and the surfing that happened on Friday. And then we celebrated um, our daughter's birthday on Saturday. And that was super duper fun. We had Hawaiian sushi, which, believe it or not, the closer you are to an ocean, the less expensive sushi is. Is that maybe a supply thing? It could be. I mean, I'm not an economist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What about you? She gets so snarky about that because I got on her one time because I say, you know, hey, what'd you do last week? And she's like, oh, great, blah, 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 blah. And then dead air. And I'm like, could you? Ask me what I did? No, it's just I don't like to have my narcissism exposed. <laughs> you know, Stephanie, all lives are also important. In case you're yes. curious. Yes. We do interesting things, too. I know. So what did you do last week? We were in Dallas uh-huh. to visit my aunt, and we had a lot of fun there. And Good. then we left on Wednesday to go to Nashville. To Nash Vegas. So that Justin could get his cowboy on. Yes. So, um... Now, in in addition to once promising that there was music and not delivering, so keeping with our theme of not delivering on our promises, mm -hmm. I believe we were supposed to talk about movies this week. Yes, movies that we love that other people hate. 
And instead, because Justin's home, yes. we're going to give a nod to all of those musicians who toil away in bars, perfecting their craft and not getting found yet. Yep. So we're also going to give a nod to those who work in the travel industry and have to deal with the general public, which on behalf of humanity, I'm sorry. We apologize. Oh my God. One yeah. other thing that I would like to address as we get moving here. I want to point out two things. First of all, Justin, you cannot burp while you're right at the microphone. <laughs> and you also can't do it in my ear. He can't do it because we don't know how to edit it out. That's exactly <laughs> really? right. Your boy Nick is not here to help us. The captain. The captain. One of the things, though, that I want to point out is this podcast is marked explicit. And it's marked explicit because, well, sometimes we get cheeky. Sometimes we joke about some things that might be offensive to people. If you are offended by it, I will remind you of this. You came to the nuisance. Right. You came here to be offended. And I want to remind you, any time that I've decided when I wake up in the morning, I want to be offended, I am seldom disappointed with how the day went. Right. So... If you are offended by this type of content, please don't listen to us. It's okay. That's your choice. But understand, two of us in this room took an oath to defend all of the amendments of the Constitution, all of the Constitution, and to defend people whether we like them or not. That's the oath that we took. You do, do not need to listen to us if you're offended. It's okay. And mind you, I answer to two people. One of whom is dead and the other one is my mom and none of you are my mom. So carry on. <laughs> right. So at any rate, I just want to throw that out there that to, to say, oh, I listened to all six of these episodes and they were terrible and I was deeply offended. Really step back and see if you can hear that out loud once. Yeah, don't hate listen to us. <laughs> right, exactly. And the other thing, too, when I say that there are seven billion people on the planet and I like 11 of you. I'm not even in the 11, so it's okay. Right. So, at any rate, with that out of the way, where do you want to start? Well, I want to talk about some airport adventures. Did you guys see any fun things at the airport? Okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing that we experienced was when my lad tried to come back and his flight got canceled mm -hmm. because he was flying on an airline that rhymes with Palf Pest. Yes. And his flight was canceled. And he was told, well, we'll put you on the one 24 hours from now. He's two and a half, three hours from home, his home, and no food. Mm -hmm. They didn't offer him shelter. They just said, we'll throw you on the next flight. And as we found out today, that next flight was also canceled. Right. And so I ended up having to buy him a ticket on mm -hmm. another airline just to get him home. Yes. So that was his airline. That was his airport adventure. Yes, I was much concerned that we were not even going to make it to Hawaii because that airline that rhymes with Path Pest had canceled like a thousand flights the day before we left. Right. And I was shooketh. She was shooketh. <laughs> now, we were not flying an airline that rhymes with Path Pest. Mm -hmm. um, we were flying an airline that rhymes with Bamerican. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we had a, an excellent experience, but Good. I also can say I was able to upgrade us to oh, first yes. class everywhere. Yes. 
and that made it a lot of fun because mm-hmm. right. the drinks flow pretty free on there and uh, the service is the service has always been great on American and really the service has always been great on Southwest. It's an unfortunate tangle of right. events that occurred and um, it is what it is and you shouldn't stop flying them just because they, they had a, a, an issue. No, no. Um, but in any case, no, we, we flew first class and it was a great experience. It was fun for me to be able to transfer some miles in and, and upgrade us so that Justin could have that experience. That's what exciting. I, what I will say about flying first class is that alcohol tends to hit you a little harder when you're 30,000 feet up in the air than opposed to being down here with the rest of the human population. Well, that didn't have anything to do with first class because it hits you the same way in coach. That's fair. <laughs> Just, you're just you just put your pinky out when you're in first class when you yes. drink it. Like SpongeBob back in the early 2000s. So what what airport experiences did well, you have? We were waiting to get on our flight, and there was a guy across, like the terminal, not terminal, like the seat thing from us, who had on a hat that looked like Peter Pan. And he had a feather in it. That's quite interesting. And I was like... Wow. I'm not judging. I'm just saying the look that Stephanie just gave, by the way, is priceless. We've got to get some cameras in here and get some bonus content going because but I you, looked you missed at, out. I looked at Brian and I said, do you think he calls the feather macaroni? Because that's the kind of high-level comedy I bring to traveling. Absolutely. Absolutely. We so. also saw a guy who was carrying a level around the airport in Oakland and playing it like it was a guitar. <laughs> you know, like you do. Like you do. Right. I wonder if he thought he was in a bar in Nashville and he tried to get discovered somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And my daughter was like, was he playing that level like a guitar? And I thought, huh. I'm surprised she knows what a level is. Right. <laughs> or a guitar. And, and looking at it, it appears he was about a half bubble off plum. So yes. Just saying. Any other fun airport shenanigans? Mm. Our flight attendant looked like Elvira, which was pretty exciting. That, that, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. Um, let's see. So Justin handed me a note. The mask experience. He's going to have to jump into that because I don't quite remember. So when, when I... When Dad had to rebook my flight coming back to where, where home is, um, when I was on the plane, an individual booked the plane, got on board of the plane without a mask on, on her face. Oh, that's right. You had a, a separate experience. Yes. yes. And the, the flight attendant at first was, was very polite and said, ma'am, I, I need you to put a mask on while you're, while you're on board of the aircraft. And she kind of scoffed and continued to walk to her seat. Well, he was like, ma'am, I really need you to put a mask on. If you don't put a mask on, I'm going to have to ask you to get off the plane. Well, she grabbed one from her mom and turned around and flung the mask in there and said, I have a mask. Because possession of the mask is all we're looking for. <laughs> and he said, well, you might have a mask, ma'am, but I need you to put it on your face. And she was like, well, why don't you put it on my face? And he was like, I'm not doing this to you. If you don't put the mask on, then you need to get off the plane. So, of course, she threw a big hissy fit about having to wear a mask. And my thing about the mask is you might not like it. Did you no record it, it for TikTok? I should have. Yes, and you should have. It would have been golden, golden content. It would have also been good for Animal Planet because I've never seen a human deliver an entire litter of kittens. Oh, my God. Right. So, the whole thing with the mask mandate on aircraft, and let alone anywhere, is if you have an issue wearing a mask, then one, don't travel via air. Mm-hmm. Two, don't go into the establishment. If the business owner's idea to have to wear a mask... It's not mandated by the federal government, but if the business owner requests you to wear a mask, then just wear a mask. And if you don't want to wear one, then don't shop there. Right. But here's here's the thing. That flight attendant is not the one that issued the federal rule. Here's the other thing. It's a piece of cloth 
put it over your face if for no other reason than, you know, that I've noticed in, in our travels, we are largely ugly as a people. <laughs> so let's cover that shit up. I was okay with wearing a mask and no one could see me then. We got to the airport in Honolulu at, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning, closer to 5. Zero four. And then we were traveling until 3.10 in the morning. Basically, we had masks on for 19 hours. And it was kind of uncomfortable. Which your husband calls Tuesday. Right. Because he works in the medical field. But somehow we all soldiered through. <laughs> right. How, however, did you make it? Yeah. Wow. So I thought it was funny that um, the captain had to get involved. Yes. Not, not the captain, our producer. So the captain of the plane had to... Yes. So the captain came on the intercom and said... Oh, sorry. I maybe spoiled the ending. You there. did kind of jump to the, to the end, didn't we? So the captain comes on the intercom, you know, like a captain normally does before the flight, mm-hmm. for this typical reason. Right. Um, and says that the flight attendants are an extension of himself, and if you continue to cause issues on the plane, then you will be forcibly removed. Little did this individual know, because I could see, there was a U.S. Marshal in the front of the plane where one boards. So she wanted to keep having issues. Guess where she was going to end up? She was going to win the 2021 Fuck Around and Find Out Award. Yes! <laughs> hey, play stupid games and win stupid prizes. That's exactly well, right. Well, actually, she could only be a runner-up, because the real winner of that, we won't say it, but the real winner of that is, well, you pick. Anybody pick. Right. Somebody else already won it, though. Yeah. You can only be a runner-up this yeah, year. Yeah, she would definitely be the runner-up. Yes. But might I remind you, here's the thing. If wearing a mask is what it takes for a business to stay open, if wearing a mask is what it takes for the airline industry to get people to and from your community so they can spend their hard-earned dollars, just put the damn thing on. Good Lord. The same people who have a litter of kittens about having to wear a mask are the ones who don't understand what would happen to the economy if we have another huge breakout. Mm-hmm. And then what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, at that, point, at that point, we're in some deep kimchi because we can't keep shoveling trillions of dollars out to people to stay home. Right. It just doesn't. Life just doesn't work that way. Here's the other thing. Great meme. Crack me up. It said, it's a mask. We're not asking you to shove a jar of pickles up your ass. <laughs> and indeed, we are not. Again, I want to recap a couple of things. you got to wear a seatbelt in your car, and we ask that you wear pants. Right. I don't like you shoes. I wear pants all the time. I definitely don't. <laughs> I find them quite uncomfortable. Guess what? It's kind of required to go out and, you know, be amongst the public. Right? Be, be amongst civilized people. Right. All right. So, have we aired our travel, our travel woes? I think so. I mean, it's just so disheartening to see people with their face sticks out at this point in time because we've been doing this for almost two years i know right. exactly and and again you know when i see these hard-working people the gate agents the ticket agents the counter people the flight attendants the pilots all they're wanting to do is work right and and i remember when we went to vegas because it well it was just august so right. july and august so it wasn't that long ago good <laughs> i remember <laughs> But I remember when we went there, Vegas had just opened up back in June. This was the end of July and then again in August. And the people, you could tell there was such an energy among all of the the hotel staff and the entertainers and and everybody so excited to be back at work. And, you know, the, the, the dealers and the pit bosses. And you think, okay, if you need me to wear a mask so that you can keep coming to work, aces, man, I'm okay with that. Right. It's such a relief on, especially in Vegas and places that are... Like their entire economies are built on 
tourism right. and service and things like right. that. Right. And, and I got to tell you, I don't really find it a violation of my civil rights. And I have gone ahead and re-reviewed the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And I do see the 183rd Amendment that says thou shalt not be required to wear a mask. I, right. I completely forgot about that. So at any rate, again, calm down. Please stop taking it out on the people we talked about this on another podcast where somebody just completely went apeshit crazy on a 16-year-old girl hostess, and about five of us came out of our chairs before that guy ran out of the restaurant, because that is just unacceptable. You got a problem. You hate your life. I get it. That's fine. Stay the hell out of everybody else's right. then. So with that, um, we had a great experience traveling. I don't really think we had much... We well, didn't get to see a whole lot of shenanigans in the airport. It was pretty smooth sailing for the most part. I want to hear about, because I've never been to Nashville like to go see bands or anything like that. So I want to hear all about that. Well, I, I got to tell you. So, again, you know, we went. I, I Justin has been, I mean, he's been a, a, a cowboy his entire life. And this is a kid who, I say kid, he's an adult. This is a kid who, there isn't a genre of music he doesn't love. Mm-hmm. There's just this one that he seems to love more than others. Um, also, by the way, both of my kids, um, both of them know every lyric to ever so every song ever written, ever. <laughs> Even if it was just released that day. La, la, la. They're singing along with it. I'm like, how in the hell does this happen? That's this is impressive. Yes, yeah. true. Yes, it is in fact true. So at any rate, I, I wanted to get him to Nashville. I wanted him to see, um, I wanted him to see downtown. I wanted him to see these, these acts, these, these groups or these individuals who, when I say toil away in Nashville, I don't mean that in a derogatory manner. I mean, these guys are working hard. Oh, yeah. And for sure. they are committed to their craft. They're making music. They're, and you may not like their music. You may not like what they have to say. And again, who cares? It's not for everybody. And if you choose to be offended by it, you've made the choice. Move along. But I can tell you what, each, as crowded as each of these bars were, these are people who, they are just, they've got a following. Mm -hmm. They're popular. And again, they're there every day, mm -hmm. every single day. And we saw the same group at three different bars. So they're they're not committed. These aren't people who are signed into a particular uh, particular venue. Sure, they're not like a house band. Something. Right. right. Okay. And I, I, I assume it's true because they all said the same thing. We only get paid on tips. Mm -hmm. And they're walking around with a bucket and they're asking you to put a few bucks in. And I can tell you one thing that's bullshit is the fact that when I put a $20 bill in there and they act like I dropped a kidney in there. Right. If you're sitting in that bar and you're listening to that band, you need to pay for that. Right. It's like I always say, too, you know, if I go in to, like, we would go in. We might only have one drink each because they were really kind of pricey. Right. I pay rent on the table. Mm -hmm. If I'm taking up a table from a server and I'm only spending 20 bucks, I'm going to, if I was there an hour, I'm going to tip like I spent 100 Right. So people don't understand that. You can tell people it's that have never worked in the service industry. But, but I, ha I mean, you know, I've, I've well, worked retail. But you're not an asshole. Well, so that's the other thing you can tell. Well, I am. <laughs> I'm just not. But not about that. that. Not about that. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, um, it was just. It's just one of those things that you think, okay, come on. You're sitting here, and this is the cheapest entertainment ever. Right. Throw a five in there for crying out loud. Right. So, I'm sorry. How many bars did you walk into that had a cover charge? Zero. None. Right. 
No so cover. You, you're literally walking into the bar to listen to a, band a free play. concert. A free concert, and that's literally what right. the majority of it was. Right. Right. Now, I will say for the the groups that were charging twenty dollars for a request, um, you know, if you made it ten, I might have made a couple of requests. But <laughs> there was one that was doing it for five bucks. And so, we requested what five, six songs. Uh, no, okay. I think we only requested three or four. We remember they played songs that we thought, oh, we should have requested. Yes. That. Were they cover bands or were they? Just there cover bands? A combination. Of I mean, original not, stuff, too? A lot yes. of solo mm-hmm. performers. A lot oh, of acoustic yeah. guitar. Um, and then I think it was later in the evening when you started to see more of the groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we had one who, well, all of the soloists were a mix of, of cover and um, original. Justin went up and asked one to play Tennessee Whiskey mm-hmm. because that was one of Travis's, that was actually Travis's favorite song, the Chris Stapleton version of it. This mm-hmm. guy nailed it. And so I went up afterward and I dropped a 20 in his bucket and I, I said, I just want you to know that you made an old man very happy because that was my son's favorite song and he passed away earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And that affected him. Oh, yeah. And he was, I think he was moved by the sharing of that. But that's music to me. Yeah. Music to me moves you. Music to me, it excites you yeah. or it moves you emotionally or yeah. puts you in a different space. Mm-hmm. If you if you listen to music and you don't get moved in some way whatsoever, one, either change genres. And if you find yourself going through eight or nine genres and you haven't been touched in any way whatsoever... Yeah. Then you need to take a seriously deep look inside of yourself. Right, that's and a you problem. Where are you messing up at in life? <laughs> right. Maybe it's because you've been touched in another way. Um, Show me the doll where, where Stephanie's me. podcast touched you, where Stephanie's podcast hurt you. It just the coolest stuff, though, is is you just walk down Broadway. Mm-hmm. And they have the windows open. The band's playing on a stage, and behind them are windows that open. You can just stand outside and listen to this band. And you walk 10 more feet and you're listening to another band. And you walk 10 more feet and you're listening to another band. How many bars were there? Either had to have been 20 per side. So you talk like 40 to 50 bars. Oh, every at least. Bar, and every really? bar had multiple stories. Wow. It wasn't a one-story bar. It was a two, three. And some of them were even four stories. Right. I think the Kid, wow. Rock, I think the Kid Rock bar... Was four stories was four stories tall. Right now, I and you know you mentioned that, and I and I'm glad you did because not all of these are the Kid Rock Bar or the Blake Shelton Bar mm-hmm. or the Luke um, Luke Bryan Luke Bryan Bar. Although those were all great bars, some of these are just. I, and we went to a bar called Val, the Valentine. The Valentine. Oh my gosh! The twice we went in there. First of all, can I just say that's why I wanted to mix both the the service side of it as well as the music side of it. Because there are just throngs of people. And, and, you know, Wednesday it wasn't too bad. Thursday it got a little busier. Um, Friday and Saturday were complete pandemonium mm-hmm. down there. I mean, just people coming in. And you think you've got to deal with the general public, the drunk public, because there were a lot of bachelorette parties, bachelor parties. Sure. 21st birthday parties. Weddings. Wedding. Yeah, you name it. It's going on. Everywhere we went. The service was so friendly. It was so good. And and I just, I can't stress that enough, how cool that was to be somewhere where you've got thousands of people compressed into a relatively small area and everybody still has such a good disposition. Now, we did see Drunky Drunkerson get his ass thrown out of a bar. Oh, yes. I love that it. That was fun to watch, I will yes. say. I love that and I like baseball fights too. 
good baseball fight fills me with joy. The gloves, the gloves popping up from the yes. when they when they turn their hat, hat around backwards. I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Makes her all tingly all over, all over. And so, um, you know, so at any rate, I'm we're in, and, and you have to understand too. I I have the hearing of a dog. So I kept getting the the warning on my um, on my uh, my Snapple watch that the decibel rating was over ninety or it was over a hundred or it was over twenty eight thousand and you're going to go oh. deaf immediately. Um, so you know, for me, the super loud just kind of hurts. So I kind of distract myself by looking around, and that's when I see Drunky Drunkerson who had run into us when we were trying to sit down that was i mean it was fine wasn't any big deal and all of a sudden these two very large burly men are behind him and he's like i'm going i'm going and then one of them chest bumps him to move him along oh he wasn't going fast enough no he was <laughs> not and his two friends by the way fucking ran like I have never seen people run. They oh were gosh. so terrified that these guys were going to come after him. They left their man behind. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, you guys would have never made it as Marines. Right. Absolutely not. There was the ones that they hired in Vegas to be bouncers at the casinos are usually former FBI guys or like Navy SEALs. Oh, wow. And it, their presence fills up the space <laughs> oh i'm sure it does i am sure it does but at, at any rate though again though the service and and i don't mean to wax poetic or, or wax enthusiastic about this but it was just so unique to me when i can't go into a, a retailer and get consistent service but for three or four days in nashville at a podunk bar that is and granted it is competing with like like Justin said, 40 or 50 other establishments. I get that. Mm -hmm. But the service is consistent at every single one of them. We didn't have bad service in a single bar we were at. No, and in our hotel, the service was phenomenal. We went out to breakfast at a different place. Service was phenomenal. Um, I, I think the last day we were there, maybe the service could have been coherent. A little better. <laughs> at breakfast. Oh, uh, what do you want? Breakfast would be nice. What do you have? Well, right. you know, when they also, they told you $10 to play pancakes and the pancakes are roughly the size of small dishware. Right. You've got a question. <laughs> oh, I'm no. I'm really getting what I'm, what I'm spending here. <laughs> the only thing about Hawaii that is different, and it's kind of like going to the Caribbean, is they move on their own, at their own pace. Okay. Sure. So, there's not there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency in some of their uh, actions, like at the rental car place. We've been on a flight for, I don't know, eight days at this point in time. We're trying to get a car, and nobody seemed to be really in a hurry about getting us that car. So that That's was, but it was fine. Funny. It's just you have to uh, you have to adjust to the culture of where you are, too. So the other couple of things that we, we wanted to talk about, for one, you know, Justin has been self-taught on the guitar. He's, mm -hmm. he, you know, he started out as kind of a, a picker, I think. Um, Were you also a grinner? Yes. <laughs> for everyone our age that was forced to watch Hee Haw, you're welcome. Oh, my gosh. So we saw the original, the Cornfield comedy <gasps> sketch set. The original set is at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. I have a picture of it. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. And, oh, my God, can I tell you? So I'm like, oh, my gosh, Justin, and this, and this, and this. And he's looking at me like, why are you so old? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to find the George Strait and Alan Jackson exhibits. Oh, okay. Right. Those are people. Right, yes. yes. Those are people who are all still alive, by the way. So, you know, Roy Clark and who was the other? Buck Owens. Buck Owens, yeah. Both of whom have passed away. But it's it's interesting, you know, you say forced to watch Hee Haw. And, and I, I, I feel like I was too. And, you know, it might be Stockholm Syndrome. But I look back on that and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that I was. This mm-hmm. is a piece of Americana. Yeah. And what was interesting to me is, is that I found out just reading a little bit about it, that Hee Haw was on a network and it was canceled after one or two years. And it went into syndication for another 20, I think, 24 years. You mean it was in a syndicate? I thought it was on the network for forever. Nope. It was only on the network for a couple of years, got oh. canceled. And so it became uh, it became syndicated. And and went on for for decade for you know almost three decades. That's crazy. Did they have an exhibit dedicated to George Cooper Lindsay? No. That's a shame. Is it? That's a real missed opportunity. Is, is it a shame? <laughs> no notes. No notes. Did you go to the Grand Ole Opry? I've always oh wanted gosh. to do that. So we did, and and I want to I want to go back because again I'm not a I'm not a country music fan, but I can appreciate talent. Oh, yeah. And I have a great, I had a great appreciation for all of these artists. But as we went through the actual, and you know, it was the Country Hall of Fame Museum. And then the Rotunda is the actual Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And as you go through there and you see all of these people, I mean, um, uh, Flatten Scruggs, for mm-hmm. example, who recorded, among many other hits, the Beverly Hillbillies theme song. Um, and then, you know, we were, we went to the Grand Ole Opry and the, the kind of the big name there was going to be the Oak Ridge Boys. And Justin wasn't real familiar with who the oh, Oak Ridge I Boys are. Oh, I love Oak Ridge Boys. Right. And so I got to show him where they'd been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. So, hey, they're the real deal. Right. Well, the Grand Ole Opry is, I didn't really understand it. It's a whole other thing. You can play the Grand Ole Opry and be invited to play it. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big deal. But there are only, I think it was 64 active members of the Grand Ole Opry, people who've been invited to join the Opry. Huh. And once you're invited to join, you are expected to come back and perform periodically. So um, so it was neat. You know, we got to see the Oak Ridge Boys. We got to see John Connolly. Um, John Connolly? Not the John Connolly from <laughs> Dallas. I already made that joke to Justin. And he's like, huh? Right. Again, he's okay. like... Why are you so old? So I'll hit um, with my cane. Exactly. <laughs> Point proven. So, um, but yeah, we went to the Opry and we went on a Friday night. It wasn't sold out, but it was pretty close. We got to hear, we saw him on there, but neither of us really knew who he was. Jim Pateri. I don't know who that is. He co-wrote Eye of the Tiger. Oh. No, he didn't co-write it. He wrote it. No, he co-wrote it. Did he co-write it? Yeah, he co-wrote, co-wrote it. Co-wrote it? He co-wrote it. And, um... Won an Academy Award for it. Oh, I didn't. So, to, well, I didn't know who he was either, right? He's, he's a member of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just, it was so cool because obviously I've never seen an Academy Award in real life. But to see somebody who's won one and then have them perform the song for which they won it. That's really cool. Oh, the same thing. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. i got to tell you, you know, you've heard Eye of the Tiger. It's not a country song. No. By you've any heard, means. You've heard Survivor. That's not a no. country group. He, that was the first time he'd been invited to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. And he was so excited about it. Yeah. This is a group of people who came to watch country music, right? 
Now, Justin and I, Justin in particular, I didn't drag down the average age too much, but, you know, there are a lot of people more my age and much older there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people in their 70s and 80s there. And there were, I think, a fair number of young people there. I didn't hear anybody dissatisfied by Jim Paterik's performance. And, oh. I, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. Well, I mean, I think that if you go to something like that, you're committed to appreciating artistry. And Agreed. And otherwise, why would you even go there? Agreed. Right. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know... And, and again, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this subject, though, and, and kind of jump ahead, um, is because there are a lot of people out there who are what we would consider to be struggling artists, people who are creating music, who are creating um, content, who are creating written works, who are performers in any number of areas and any number of genres. And I think that understanding that these are people who have such a passion that they've been willing to risk financial security in order to share their gift with the rest of the world, I think that deserves a nod. Oh, for sure. And I think stepping back and saying, hey, you know, wait a minute, next time I pass that guy who's strumming his guitar in the subway or the next time I I pass that person who's playing the harp on the sidewalk, I'm... (laughs) Right, because, you know, it's, it's easy to trot around like, your like heart. one does. <laughs> as, as you do, you bring your heart back right. to the beach. You have a party, a heart party. Mm-hmm. Harps creep me out. Justin knows that. <laughs> they just totally creep me out. And I don't know why they're beautiful instruments, but... Okay, um, that seems like a really specific... <laughs> yes, it, it does. It's like, saying you're, it's like saying you're scared of staplers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or, or styrofoam from boxes right. from packing. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just afraid of packing. That's real. That's where the work happens. Because <laughs> it's physical labor. Exactly. So, no, I, I just think that if, if we can stop and say, you know, the next time that I pass that performer on the street, maybe take a minute and kind of watch what, they're, what they're doing and show a little appreciation. And, and, you know, if you can throw a buck into a guitar case or just even paying attention to people. I think there's a lot of value in that, and I think perpetuating artistry is absolutely important. I think if if we if we stop reading, if we stop listening to music, if what we're doing is spending all of our time on Facebook creating fake profiles and bitching and moaning about everything, we're really cheating ourselves as a society. We are built, humanity is built on the arts. Mm-hmm. So I really got to... I got a good result from Stephanie. Uh-huh. No, I was what? just thinking how, how much I want. I've always wanted to be a performer, but I was hampered by the absolute total absence of talent. So <laughs> I'm not only... Welcome. We're having jackets made. <laughs> what, I, what I will say about performers and, and being noticed for your craft is there have been a few times where I have been fortunate enough to be able to play on stage with mm-hmm. bands at the, the bar that I go dancing with. They were dancing at on the weekends. Sure. And it, you know what's happened? I don't know, maybe a handful of times. And for me to be able to get on stage and play my instrument and actually enjoy doing what I love, mm-hmm. and being noticed for that, coming off the stage and you know giving out high fives, or hey, you know you did great, you sounded awesome. That right there didn't make a dollar from doing it. Oh, but yeah. doing what I love to do and hearing that from somebody made my night, if not my week, or even my year. Oh, yeah, that would be so... Having people in the crowd with their with their phones, and I can tell they're recording me because I see them zooming in on my guitar. Uh-huh. So something as simple as that, being noticed for the fact that, you know, I can, you know, do something fun. And it's not because I enjoy the, 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 the attention. Oh, I do. 
You do. <laughs> you, okay, first of all, I'm going to call bullshit right there. The kid lives on that attention. What is the thing that when it doesn't get enough attention, it starts to it's atrophy? It's Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. If I die yes. if I don't get enough attention. <laughs> That's <laughs> Justin. Now I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> it would be a takes one to no one situation if that were the case. Okay, do you know why Stephanie and I are in the professions that we are? Because it was either this or joining the clergy. That's where frustrated <laughs> actors go. Exactly. Not all. There are many, many people in the clergy. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying that there's only a couple of places where you can go and, and actually perform and, and and not be considered some sort of street freak. Right. So that's why we do what we do, son. I wasn't really making fun. No. No. And I'm really excited that you get to do that and that you've had those experiences. I've sang with a band a couple of different times and that's you know i played like the tracy um partridge egg did you you play the triangle the triangle the cowbell needs more cowbell more cowbell cowbell. (laughs) and that was you know that's super fun so i am excited that you get to do that absolutely and um those to those performers hang in there stick with it keep doing it man because you know you're you're chasing a dream that a lot of us turned our back on and decided to go do something that was safer. Yeah. And when Justin told me if I could go to Nashville and I could play and I knew I could at least make enough to feed myself, I'd do it and I'd be the happiest person in the world. And there is a lot to be said about doing what makes you happy and not worrying about the money. Right. I wish that I would have been brave enough to do something like it right to explore more performance opportunities absolutely but again hampered by a complete total lack of talent <laughs> well i don't play any instruments i can't possibly <laughs> sing stephanie's actually don't let her fool you she's actually got a beautiful voice so while that's all fine and good that she can say she doesn't have talent she does i could play the clarinet <laughs> <laughs> like squid word and spongebob yes and i can play the maracas <laughs> We'll give him all the Tracy Partridge. The cowbell. Yeah, the cowbell. Cowbell. I can do the cowbell. So, um, and and again, I, I do want to drop back because these performers are backed up by some really good service. Mm-hmm. If you're getting really crappy service in in one of these bars, you're not going to stay. You're going to move on if it takes 20 minutes to get a drink or you can't get any food or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it's there's really this kind of unique symbiotic relationship. But then there's also all of the other piece parts, right? It has to be safe down there. Right. So you have the private security and the businesses all working with the local police department. That's what keeps everybody safe downtown. Not once among thousands of people did I feel unsafe until Justin said, oh, let's just go down this alley. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. I just saw the first 48s about to premiere. I don't want to be on right. it. That's how an episode of Dateline starts. <laughs> I'm just saying you need an ATM. And there may or may not have been one down there. I want to go find out. I right. guess you weren't in for the adventure. No, Was it I... a cardboard box that had ATM written exactly. on it? Exactly. You swipe the card. A guy comes out with a gun. And he takes your card and runs. That's right. See, that's, I, I, and I just was not, I was not up for that. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> there could have been a money tree down there. You didn't find out. That's exactly right. I and could now have... I feel like my natural trip has been cut short. So <laughs> I out about that that is true, but Stabby Bob could have been down there and my life could have been cut short. Right. <laughs> and then Justin says, wait, I thought you had life insurance. I'm, the downside is where? 
Still. So I'm guessing I don't have an inheritance. Is that what I just heard? Okay, you know, I'm calling bullshit on that because... Um, oh, we can tell the money clip story. We're going to tell the money clip story. <laughs> so we go. I go to Vegas to go and surprise him, right? Because it's our, our what we call our anniversary. And um, so I go, we are running around, we go have lunch, and, and I ask him, what do you want to do? Well, you know, there's this outdoor mall that, I, I don't know, it's kind of fun. I think you'd like walking around there. And I said, well, let me translate that for you, son. Hey, Dad, there's this mall, and you can go buy me things. And he looks at me and kind of scrunches his eyes, and he goes, I thought that's what I just said. Right. I thought I, that was I will, unspoken. <laughs> I will say, 10 years ago, this past August, that is exactly what happened. We went to dinner, we went out, and what did he do for me and Travis? He bought us stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, you know, every year... Typically, we would go out and buy stuff for us because I just thought that's how that works. Right. That was the case 10 years ago, and 10 years later, it apparently needed to happen again. So fast forward, we are at, um, we decide to hang out at uh, Wynn, which is an absolutely gorgeous hotel. I mean, Mm -hmm. Steve Wynn knows how to do it. There's no question about it. It's a shame he can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be because also he can't work there anymore. (laughs) Um, there's another problem Careful, there. we don't people get offended. Right, right. right. I don't want Steve Wynn coming after me. <laughs> no, you don't. But he wouldn't be able to see me. <laughs> That's big money there. So at any rate, no, it's an absolutely gorgeous hotel. Um, and, and again, another place where the service is phenomenal. But, you know, again, Vegas had just opened up back in June. So we're hanging out at the bar and we're just kind of killing time and just catching up. And service there is terrific. And then we have dinner at a really nice Italian place. And then we walk by this, you know, these crazy shops that they have at these resorts, oh, right? Sure. They're not for you and me. No. They're, they're for Steve Wynn and his friends. Right. And uh, so, I, so Justin's looking at these shirts in one, and he says, what do you think? I said, oh, I bet that shirt's at least $200. Well, let's go in. So we go in, and the guy working there was so kind. He knew we weren't buying anything. Right. And so Justin asked, well, I, was, you know, I, I like the, the shirts in the window. You know, how much are they? He goes, oh, well, the cotton ones are 800 and the silk ones are 1200 Would you like to try one on? And I said, oh, dear God, no, he doesn't. No. <laughs> we just had Italian. And I agreed with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have an obsession with Hello Kitty for anyone who's new here. Um, and I went into a Hello Kitty store in Las Vegas one time and I saw a business card holder that had Hello Kitty's face on it. And I was like, it had crystals with crystals. And I was like, oh, that's so sparkly and Hello Kitty-y. It's perfect for me. And she said, I know. (laughs) And she said, it's $10,000. And I said, not for me, not for me. (laughs) Wait a minute. Do I really need both kids? (laughs) Right. Can I sell one of them? But it sure was pretty. Yes. Both kidneys, kids. (laughs) It sure was pretty. Oh my gosh. ten. American? That right. would have been my Is response. Is that in pesos? Right. So we then I'm looking, and they have this wheel of accessories, and I was oh, enamored God. by it because I'm like, I just want to really give it a big spin. You know, sure. watches, rings, money clips, money clips, so on, so oh. forth. Right. And so I'm like, oh, that money clip, that's really pretty. And the the guy working there again, just as nice as could be. He's like, well, let me show that to you. And I'm like, oh no, there's no need. He goes, no, really, it's no problem. You know, and of course, it's an 18 step process to open up this this wheel. You right. Know, something easy where the top just lifts up and it spins. No, it's you know you got to flip. 19 levers and punch in 18 right, different Which tells you straight away it's not a $25 yeah, no. money clip. <laughs> right. So he hands me the money clip and I'm like, oh, that is really pretty and it's nice and heavy. And I asked him, well, you know, how much is it? He goes, $400. And I'm like, oh. 
And now compared to the Hello Kitty thing, what a tremendous bark in my money <laughs> clip would have been. I agree. Now I'm upset myself. So, so at any rate, I'm really thinking about this, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then Justin finally leans over. Mind you, I see his face as he's holding, he's holding his hand. He's just kind of feeling the weight of it. I look at his face, and it's the same way he looked at a watch that he looked at a Joseph A. Banks probably mm-hmm. seven years ago when he went to buy new suits. Mm-hmm. And I saw his face, and he was really thinking about buying the watch. And sure enough, he did. And it was the exact same face he had in the shop. So I knew for a fact he was definitely thinking about buying it. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? Put it back and stop wasting my inheritance. <laughs> And I look at him, and I'm like, oh, honey, there is no inheritance. <laughs> Joke's on you. Yeah. So then the other day, he comes back into town. He's bitching about something else and money. And I looked at him, and I said, yeah, and if you'd have let me buy the money clip, that would have been your inheritance. <laughs> Great. A whole $400. So I could have gotten, what, right. four tanks of gas for my truck? Right. Nice. <laughs> That's like when you like see these. Also in Las Vegas, they have the uh, extremely high-end handbag stores like Louis Vuitton and Fendi and things like that. This my coach looks like you would get it at Target. So I was looking at one one day and I was like, oh, that I like Fendi purses. I don't like Gucci or any of that other stuff. Unless they, you know, unless they sponsor us or send us stuff. And then I will wear a Gucci tracksuit every day, even to court. (laughs) We're like, no, no, you can't peel this off me. So I was looking at, and it was a $15,000 bag. Oh oh my. And I was like, that money. I said, oh, dear. <laughs> and again, that's 5000 cheaper than the Hello Kitty business card holder. And I tend to run away from these things when I find out how much they are. I will physically turn around and, like, exit immediately Flee. in case of, like, it jumps on me and I have to buy it or something. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want it. Becomes, it becomes biologically attached to your person. Right. Oh, my god. It's like the venom soup. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So um, at any rate, a nod to all of those performers. Can Hang in there. Continue your, to, to hone your craft. Those of us who don't have that talent are absolutely enamored by you. Yes. Keep living your dream. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't, you're just going to be filled with a life full of regret. Or you'll wake up one day and you're 50 years old and you start a podcast. Oh, wait. <laughs> That cuts a little close to the bone, and some of us are 53. I'm just saying. I'm good thing I'm 22. <laughs> but even the 22-year-old next to me, he is unafraid to grab a guitar and ask, hey, can I can I hang out with you guys? Can I perform that's a little so bit? That's so cool. And, and that's something that I never would have had the courage to do because I don't know how to play the guitar. Well, yeah, I mean, one. it would have been really awkward. Would you use it like a drum? <laughs> you would have used it like a level. Can I? Can I? Can I play your Criss-cross. harp? Crisscross. <laughs> Reverse. Can I play your harp? <laughs> My mom wanted to take harp lessons when she was they younger. They freaked me out. <laughs> How could you be scared of a harp? I just don't understand this. I, I don't need your judgment. I'm not so, judging. So I'm not. There's too many shrieks. <laughs> Why your fingers move that way? Do you think you're going to summon an angel or something? (laughs) Or a demon. (laughs) Why are you plucking so weirdly? It sounds so heavenly. I'm scared. Am I I there? Have I made it? No. St. Peter, where are you? Don't worry about that. Enjoy your heart music now because you ain't hearing it in the afterlife. 
I'll save you a seat. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I told Stephanie one time, hey, if you get to hell before me, save me a seat. She looks at me without missing a beat and says, well, I'm really not familiar with the seating arrangements. <laughs> So you don't get a number 10. I'll be in the smoking section. (laughs) Right? And so I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you're going to find much cooler people to hang out with. I got it. Shush. That's not true. (laughs) All right. Well, again, a nod to all of those performers, a nod to all of the people that back them up, a nod to all of the people that support them, and a nod to all of those people who helped us both, all three of us, get to our destination safely and get back. Yes. Um, that is absolutely awesome. So we appreciate you. We know that you have to put up with some people in the general public who are not pleasant. Um, and we we're apologize sorry. for that. We, in fact, do apologize for that. Um, but, you know, I think the three of us are not alone in being those people who go out of our way to make up for those small, minute handful of people who seem to be hell-bent on making life unpleasant for everybody. Don't let those people get you down. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Know that we love you. Know that uh, we appreciate you. Absolutely. You know who else we appreciate? Who? Our listeners. That's right. We love you guys. Thank you so much. If you get a chance, go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Drop us a review. We will read a review if you send it to me on the pod pretty soon. And if you screenshot it, send it to me. We'll send you some stickers and possibly a Nod Pod coffee cup. Yes. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. Join that Patreon and be part of the pod squad. Excellent. So next week, we're going to do movies, right? Yes. Next week, we're going to talk about movies that we like that were... Not so popular with the rest of the world. Perhaps so, critics dogged them perhaps, unfairly. Perhaps. So like this like 18 candles in a notebook? Well, it would be 16 candles in exactly. the notebook, not 18 candles in a notebook like it's one movie. <laughs> Although I would watch that movie. And I must have but you also hate it. But we were talking about, have you ever seen Hudson Hawk? I have not. Oh, I'm not 50 years old. Oh, yeah. he's going to get in trouble. It's so good. It's such a good movie. You should see that. Clue, all the ones that the critics kind of poo-pooed. And then also, as a reminder, if you would like to reach out and suggest a topic for an odd pod, you can contact Stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com or anodpod at weekendmediagroup.com. And remember, if you send us a suggestion, we're going to make it ours if we use it. So there's no extra credit given. We'll mention your name if you... Tell us. Extra credit. <laughs> well, we're not. I'm sorry. I, we're not running a high-budget operation no, here. No. Our producer is busy flying airplanes. Right. This is a shoestring operation over here. Absolutely. What I also will say is if you're out there making fake profiles and commenting <laughs> on things, you should also go ahead and out yourself, too. That way we know, you know who you are. Use that fake profile that will give us a five-star review. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We appreciate all of our listeners. I see that we have more than a dozen five-star ratings. I'm yes. so grateful to it's people. It's so exciting. We do, we love doing this. Absolutely. And so happy that you guys enjoy it. And, and again, if you're offended by these things, typically I say if you're offended by something, you don't like it, don't engage in it, don't solicit the business, or don't listen, whatever. 
and let capitalism take over and it will go away. That, however, does not apply to us because it really doesn't cost anything to do this. Mm -hmm. So I would just suggest stop listening to us. Right, so buckle up. We're here for a while. Absolutely. So um, we enjoy doing it. Again, we don't set out to offend anybody. That's not our intention here. Not at all, actually. you know, if we've offended you accidentally, we apologize. But if you've sought us out to just simply be offended, there isn't anything I can do to help you. Steph, anything you can do to help them? Um, maybe pray for them. Okay, there's that. Jay, anything you can do for them? Yeah, stop listening. Okay, well, there's that. Okay. He stopped listening to me about 10 years ago. <laughs> Accurate. I saw the paper for sign. You think I kept listening? Yeah. I knew what I had to do. Exactly. <laughs> Thank exactly. you all so much. We love you. Stay safe and be well. And have a great weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you next Friday. Justin, would you like to say goodbye? Good evening, or goodbye, the people of the internet. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.